All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not meant to offend or hurt the sentiments of including but not limited to any person living or dead, religion or ethnic group, community or country. The primary purpose of this podcast is to build a cultural bridge and shed a light on the similarities we share with our friends from across the border. A very good evening and welcome to our podcast 883 to Infinity. My name is Suveer Bajaj and I'm sitting with Umair Kazi in Karachi and we're bringing to you live this podcast that aims to bridge the gap between the youth of India and Pakistan. Welcome Umair. Hello, 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 hello everybody. Yes, I am sitting in Karachi and uh, Suveer is sitting in Mumbai stating the obvious. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Suveer doesn't like it when I call it Mumbai. It's actually Bombay. Is that, isn't that correct, Suveer? That's correct. That's what we refer to it oh. here in Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So what we thought was that as we begin this podcast, we'll be a little less um, uh, pompous about ourselves and we'll try to introduce each other rather than introduce ourselves. So I am, so me and Suveer have been uh, speaking about this for a while now. So I've got some of the things that I can list from the top of my head that I know about them. So I know that Suveer is a Sindhi, right? I know Suveer went to, Suveer is, runs a very successful media company called Zoo Media. I know that Suveer went to a Sindhi something something school, college, right? College, that's right. Do, do I have these things right, Suveer? Yeah, 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 so far so good. Keep going. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I know that Suveer had a really cool, like, kick sort of mustache, but then he changed it. And now he's sitting without mustache, looking very awkward in front of me. Of course, you guys can't see. <laughs> Luckily, an audio-only podcast. Why don't you expand? Okay, cool. Let me introduce Omer and then we can fill up, uh, fill in the blanks in our bios a little bit. Uh, I've known Omer now for 12, 14 years since I met Omer during our Model United Nations days while Omer was in the Lahore University of Management Sciences. Am I right, Omer? Uh, Omer is also a Sindhi, Karachi boy, lives in Karachi with his family, has a young five-year-old son called Nile, who's currently being homeschooled and we'll talk more about that later. Omer got married very, very young and he made uh, two big decisions in his 20s. The first was to get married young and the second was to become an entrepreneur very young. Omer is also a very successful successful ad guy as well and runs his own agency, one of the leading independent agencies in Karachi called Ishtihari, of course, which has story behind the name itself, which I'll let Omer tell him for himself. Also, I forgot to mention, so Suveer is obviously much better, has a much better memory than me, or he can read our show notes better. I'm just sort of ignoring them. <laughs> but yeah, let me speak a little bit about Ishtihari. So Ishtihari is, is an agency that I made in 2011 with my partner. Yeah, so we've got a funny name, just like Suveer's agency, Foxy Moron. So we've got a funny name. The story behind our name is that uh, Ishtihari can be taken two ways. So there's Ishtihari, Ishtihar se niklawa, which is advertising. But the name that, you know, the, the meaning that we subscribe to is Ishtihari Mujrim. So which is this sort of colloquial meaning, uh, you know, colloquial expression, which means uh, run away, renegade, you know, that sort of stuff. So, you know, whenever we go, we get some funny looks when we go to our clients for the first time. They're like, yeah, but, you know, then we tell them the story and we go like, you know, you want someone who should be able to break some rules and bend some rules for you. So that's who we are. So we, what is up with Foxy Moron? Well, as far as the name is concerned, I mean, you know how it is, right? When you work in advertising and branding, it's always easy to crack the client's brief before it is easy to crack your own brief. So, <laughs> so when we started in 2008, our brief, of course, was that we wanted something quirky. We wanted something that people would remember. You know, it's something that people would click on when they see something pop up on, uh, you know, on Google when you're searching for an agency and uh, you know Pratik my partner coined this name Foxymoron which of course is a you know derivative of the word oxymoron and an oxymoron by definition means a contradiction pretty ugly is a is an oxymoron 
And ironically for us, that foxy moron is also an oxymoron because a fox is witty and well, a moron is, well, let's, let's say not so witty. <laughs> so we kind of bring the, you know, the foxy and the moron to advertising and to digital. And that's always been our formula. And uh, it's also a larger contradiction to the age-old narrative that in order to run a successful ad agency, you need to have 35 years of experience, you need to have silver hair, etc. We are, digital is the contradiction to advertising, right? We say that we are challenging everything that, you know, advertisers and marketers have known for the last 40 years and which is why Foxymoron is the biggest oxymoron by itself. Whoa, trippy. Very meta, man. <laughs> okay. When you get silver hair, will you kick yourself out or what? Well, you know, silver hair <laughs> starts, uh, Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It starts in, the 30, in your 30s <laughs> as well. Both hair, hair fall and hair loss and silver hair both start in your 30s. Uh, no, but yeah. I think that's a sign of maturity for us and uh, we're, we're beginning to start grooming the... So, no, but uh, contrary to our intro, though, so this is decidedly, uh, Suvir and I are not doing an ad man sort of podcast. So the, the reason we're doing this podcast is three things, content, culture, and creativity. So that's what we're going to f- focus on. It's not necessarily us shooting the shit in terms of, you know, ye marketing or falana namka. This is just an introduction for us. So the podcast is called 883 to Infinity. This isn't the first name that we came up with. By the way, we had a crazy name. But it's a sidetrack because of, you know, unknown reasons. So 883 is how many kilometers there are between where Suvir is sitting right now, which is Bombay, not Mumbai, and Karachi. So the whole theory behind this podcast is even though it's just a, a relatively small distance and the two cities are actually sister cities. So Bombay and Karachi have had a long-standing link. But as it stands today, right now, you know, there's this sort of perception gap between the two cities and more, more wide on a wider scale between the two countries, India and Pakistan. So what we're trying to do it here on 883 to infinity is try to, you know, cut through that infinity and it's not just a content platform through these experiences Suveer and I are also beginning to understand each other to know each other better so we've known each other for a while now but never have we been able to speak that closely that directly so we're we're figuring out new things and finding those similarities and appreciating those differences between ourselves so it's both an exercise and some content that we're creating for you guys as well yeah and on the subject of content you know man I think it's a good idea to also give uh, people a background in terms of where we came up with this idea as well. Of course, lockdown and, you know, we've been sitting at home, caged up, etc. for the last few months. And there's been a lot of uh, free time, you know, to spend reading, catching up with history, culture, politics, of course. And, you know, obviously one thing that we do is we binge a lot of OTT content, you know, and a lot of the content that we've been consuming, etc. Of course, because, uh, you know, of the existing ideological and political conditions that our countries do currently have, there's a lot of content that we consume both, you know, in news and media as well as in pop culture as well that makes constant references to our country. And the irony of this situation is that despite the fact that we are neighbors and despite the fact that we have a variety of similarities which we'll go on to explore during the first season of this podcast, you know, the media continuously paints a very different picture and as a result has a very, you know, a very distorted image of each other's countries in, you know, in in the minds. And while, of course, it's understandable with, you know, generations that have seen partition firsthand and uh, have seen the, you know, the difficulties that it brought with it, I think the narrative needs to 
change very drastically for our generation today. And, you know, more compelling so because 2006, I visited Lahore at a great time, you know, getting firsthand integrated into people, culture. Uh, 2008, you guys visited Bombay and we'll talk more about that specifically. And, you know, we really got a firsthand opportunity to, to experience the similarities in people, culture, heritage, hospitality, etc. Nevertheless, the very responsible media today in both our countries seems to be telling a very different story. So for all our listeners, I think the intention of this podcast really is for us to really bridge the gap between the youth, to open a dialogue, to open a narrative, to explore the similarities, and to really celebrate the differences as well. I mean, we're not going to hide behind curtains here as well, but to really celebrate the differences as well. And we'll do this with the lens of art, culture, creativity, heritage, you know, with all the right messaging for the youth so that we as champions of our societies, therefore, can start building the right conversations and open the right bridge to hopefully build the gap between our two nations. Yeah, absolutely. This this overarching sort of dushman wala narrative has to go, man. And hopefully this can be a step in the right direction. But let's let's start from where we are. So, um, wo kehte na, ko cobblers, children problem, wo ad agency wale log apna kaam sahi nahi kehte. Magar nonetheless, wo, we speak about evergreen content and then we speak about, you know, what's relevant right now. For example, listeners, we tried to record this episode once earlier as well. But us waqt hume but nonetheless so let's start with where we are right now so we what's going on uh where you're sitting right now how is the situation in vis-a-vis you know the the difficult time that we're in where all of us are in so it's been the same for the last six months to be honest we've been at uh, home lockdown for as good as six months now india has now i think quickly become the second highest country exhibiting cases and you know offices have been closed and there's been some semblance of things opening up around the country now but we're still doing 90,000 100,000 fresh cases a day and we've crossed now 1000 deaths a day and there's a lot of nervousness with regards to getting around in the city getting around the country of course big cities have been hit the most work saw you know a massive landslide over the first four three four five months of the financial year uh, things seem to be picking up now we got the ipl around the corner uh, you know, we've got festive around the corner with Diwali and wedding, etc. So things seem to be picking up as far as the as business is concerned. The economy was in a massive slump. I'm sure everyone read about it. The first quarter, our economy shrunk by 23.5%, which is, uh, you know, the worst condition that it's been in for several years at the moment. Uh, so there's a general sense of nervousness, I think, in the atmosphere and things haven't eased up a bit uh, in, in Bombay or in India. How is it like in Karachi? Yeah, to be honest, uh, Suveer, I'm not as well-versed with the numbers as you are. So I just have a scale of, uh, like a binary scale. A, phati, B, nahi phati. So abhi phati hui hai. Despite the fact that as it's being reported right now, Pakistan isn't in as much trouble as it could have been in terms of uh, the cases. But still, there's this sort of, uh, you know, lurking gloom and doom that, you know, something is bubbling under the under the radar somehow and we're just not being able to figure it out because obviously in you know neighboring countries problem and I'm beginning to see that people are getting a little more lax in terms of you know not wearing masks and you know just being a little loose with the with the SOPs which I hope won't be a problem <laughs> and uh, hopefully all of us like India Pakistan the entire uh, region the continent the whole world can actually get out of this and learn a very valuable lesson and it could be a very interesting story once you know we had like a hundred episodes or something. We go be like, oh, yaar, kitna mushkil din te chalo, podcast to shuru kar liya. Uska kuch to So that's what this is supposed to be. Absolutely. That's Alrighty. 
Yeah, but I think this work from home situation has, you know, at least made people connect with their families a lot more. A lot of people are back home. I'm home with my folks right now. Uh, so everyone's connecting with their families and, you know, kind of finding their roots, finding time to spend with family and figuring out what's important just by virtue of the fact that circumstances have gotten so difficult. So you want to be around people that are familiar, you know, comfort zone, etc. Uh, you were mentioning as well that now you're close to your folks as well. Move back. Ah. Uh, to part of the city that's yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So, so uh, my folks actually went through this whole thing, right? So they mm. contracted the virus and now they're better now. But yeah, so I specifically moved uh, to a bigger place simply because, you know, we needed the extra space because, you know, in case one of us needs to be isolated, so we need the extra room. So mm-hmm. um, that's going on right now. And uh, so we, I wanted to know, so, you know, like I said, so this, this, podcast is something that we are using to explore each other as well. I know that you live somewhere on Malabar Hill, right? That's correct. Is, is that it? That's right. Yeah. So what's that about? What's that like? So I don't, I did visit Bombay a while ago and we'll get to that in a while. But can, can you give me a little context just for the, everybody on this side of the border that that is living there? So what's it like? What's, what's, the, what's the area like? What's going on there? What else is there? So Bombay is also a coastal city, pretty much like Karachi. And, uh, you know, we have the coast. Uh, the Bombay was actually uh, originally a combination of uh, seven islands put together by the Portuguese. And um, I live on the, yeah. Seven islands? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Bombay was actually seven islands originally. In fact, if you drive from the south to the north of the city, you can still see where one island ends and the next island begins. And you have the, you know, the ocean that kind of runs in, the Arabian Sea actually, not the ocean that runs in, into creeks. And you've got a Whirly Creek and a Mahim Creek, etc. And these creeks effectively are where one island ends and the next island starts. And of course, now all these islands have been joined by, you know, modern infrastructure and construction and stuff like that. So I live uh, in the south southern part of the city, uh, like like you mentioned earlier, called Malabar Hill. Uh, and I live actually literally down the street from uh, a very uh, large UNESCO World Heritage Site called Jinnah House. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, which was the house of Muhammad Ali Jinnah when he lived in Bombay. It's a beautiful structure, you know. Obviously, of course, it's not as well maintained now because it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of security, etc. around at all points of time. It's actually bang opposite the Chief Minister, Minister of Maharashtra's house. Uh, so believe it or not, the Jinnah House and the, and the Chief Minister of Maharashtra, Maharashtra is the state that Bombay is in, uh, live uh, a stone's throw away from each other, literally a stone's throw away from each other. Uh, we also have the uh, the religious, you know, the leader of the religious sect, the Boris, uh, also lives literally in the street right across from them. So it's a it's an interesting part of the, you know, of the city, a lot of uh, cultural diversity in that regard, uh, a lot of ministerial presence as well. So lots of cops patrolling at all points of time, which is a good thing in a way, because on one hand, it's a very safe and secure part of the city. On the other hand, we make sure that we never get any power outages or, <laughs> you know, we've always got free flowing <laughs> water in that regard. So lucky in that context, yeah, yeah. we also got, we have three, three parks literally in our backyard. Some of the most beautiful gardens in Bombay, we've got the hanging gardens of Bombay and then we've got you know, the uh, Kamla Nehru Park, which has the old shoe from, uh, you know, or the old old Mother Hubbard nursery rhymes back in the day. And then we got another Whoa. park down the hill as well. So it's a lovely part of the city. I think you guys visited uh, briefly when you were in Bombay as well, right? <laughs> but I'd like to know a little more, a bit more. So I know that you are Sindhi. Can you expand on that a little bit? So where, where did your grandparents come from? Like what's what what are your roots like? 
So my grandparents, of course, all came from undivided India. At the time, there was, uh, you know, no border. And were, all came to India in, I would say, the 40s, uh, at different points of time in the 40s. My grandfather and my grandmother from my dad's side grew up in a small town called Shikarpur in the district of Sakhar in Sindh. And my grandfather from my mom's side was from Karachi. My grandparents, I think, moved here around the time of partition. And my grandparents from my dad's side came straight to Bombay. My grandmom was a grandmom from my mom's side was in Lucknow for a while. And my grandfather from my dad's side, his family split up all over right from Bombay to Chennai to Bangalore and pretty much had, you know, a national footprint. Uh, when my grandparents came here, actually, they had uh, naturally like most migrants during the time of partition had a very difficult time. Actually, my grandmom, my grandmom's 95. She's still with us. In fact, you know, I'm at home with her right now. And she tells me stories of partition. And, uh, you know, when we when they came over, my granddad and his six brothers, you know, and their parents and their respective wives, they were all living in, you know, a small 800 square foot flat. And literally, there was no place for them to sleep. And they would be sleeping in the kitchen in the night, you know, that's how, uh, you know, how they had to kind of compromise with space. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, there were a lot of people who came who couldn't even buy houses because, of course, you know, buying a house involved cash. And we obviously left everything that uh, we had back in uh, Sindh and, you know, and Sindhis, you know, by virtue of, uh, you know, the, the legacy were typically landowners and, you know, money lenders, etc. Can't bring any of those mm. assets back with you. So you're literally coming with the clothes in the, on, you know, on your back and whatever money you can put in your pocket. Of course, there were a lot of Sindhis who came who didn't have the luxury of being able to buy houses, etc. Set up very, very large refugee camps in the northern parts of the city, etc. Ulasnagar, Chembur, mm. which have now, of course, become large Sindhi-dominated uh, localities. You know, the, the refugee camps were then developed and became localities in that regard. But yeah, my, my grandparents came here in the 40s and my dad was born here in the 50s. Uh, my dad was first generation Bombay. I was born here in the 80s, a second generation Bombay. Bombay has been pretty much home to me, you know, to my parents all their life. They, my parents were born here as well. So we kind of, uh, you know, relate to the city as our first home and I'm third generation in Bombay in that regard. But yeah, that's the story of uh, my grandparents, uh, you know, having moved here along with, I guess, millions of other Sindhis and Punjabis who did cross the the border at that point of time. And uh, yeah, and, and came to the side of the border. Of course, uh, you know, having said that, there was very little going for Sindhis. You know, we didn't really have homes. We didn't have, a you know, land. We didn't have a sense of belonging when we came here. The displacement obviously creates a lot of instability and a lot of uncertainty in terms of uh, your survival and your future in that regard. Uh, so it led to a very strong sense of community, you know, because we didn't necessarily have, you know, hometown of our own in that regard, wherever we kind of gathered, there was a strong sense of community to kind of look out for each other and help each other give back to society as far as possible, you know, uh, kind of be philanthropic in that nature, kind of invest in community related activities. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, I went to a Sindhi college and, you know, a lot of the good colleges in Sindhi uh, in Bombay are actually run by Sindhis, run owned by Sindhis or Sindhi trusts to, you know, with the spirit of really giving back to society and to community to really help the development and the upliftment of the race that was displaced and uprooted during the time of partition that came here today. That's really interesting because it's in it's it's a bit of a contrast to what it feels like to be a Sindhi. At least, of course, this could be you know just my personal opinion. But here, so I live in Karachi. Karachi is uh, in Sindh, but it's not. Uh, it's basically a metropolitan city. Everybody is the the you know everybody speaks Urdu. Even if like for example, if I go somewhere and I know someone else is Sindhi, 
I will probably converse with them in Urdu, which is a national language rather than Sindhi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all through my life, for example, growing up, you know, in school and stuff. So when anybody would find out that I'm Sindhi, they have two or three languages. Tell me something in Sindhi. तू जो नालो छाए बस इसकी परमिटेशन कॉम्बिनेशन तू बोल रहा है तू जो नालो बोल रहा है बस यही चलती रहती थी अदरवाइज लाइक यू नो माय फ्रेंड्स स्टिल टू दिस डे गो लाइक यार तू क्या व्हाट काइंड ऑफ अ सिंधी आर यू लाइक अ फेक सिंधी और व्हाट बिकॉज़ यू यू डोंट हैव दैट गोल्ड राडो वॉच यू डोंट हैव द गार्ड्स यू डोंट हैव द बिग मूचीज एंड देन इन और जमींदार लाइक वो हमारे पास स्टेरियोटाइप जो सिंधी का बन गया है ट्रू और फॉल्स आई एम नॉट श्योर uh is slightly different so uh probably this has something that has got to do so there is in at least uh, on this side if you go into the interior of sen you will still find that sort of culture there in terms of literature in terms of poetry in terms of music sufism all of that it's there but uh, overall you know when you come to the cities you know you, when someone finds out you're a sindhi it's not necessarily a very positive thing they go like uh, you know it must be like loaded from somewhere else and it's like you know it's it's probably has something to do with the migrant thing right so because mm. on this side of the border the migrant community the people that came from india called muhajirs well they're not directly muhajirs anymore but their grandfathers were perhaps or their grandparents were so they are known to have that sort of drive in them i, mm. I don't mean to play the ethnic card here of course every person is different uh, and you know you can't judge someone by how their fathers or their community is living but overall you you do see that sort of ethics so in in places of uh, you know prime business importance in places of bureaucracy you'd see that you know this migrant class is actually pretty well established now and i'm sure they weren't just like you said so mm-hmm. just like your grandparents when when they came here they probably had to go through that adversity and that put them at the moment it seemed pretty bad to them i'm sure mm. but because of that adversity they probably got that sort of drive to actually go ahead equip themselves with the right sort of education or skills mm. or whatever mm. and uh, so so that's why i think overarchingly um, you know the the whole no matter what kind of a trouble we find ourselves in right now i'm sure like you know our kids 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 will be like ha yaar unke sath bada masla tha wo suveer aur umair log jab wo generation thi but dekho ab uski wajah se itna acha acha ho gaya correct <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i mean the next generation always has it better than the next and uh, frankly speaking the grass is always greener on the other side right <laughs> ah no and in fact you know i remember in the uh, winter of 2006 when we came over to lahore i remember uh, you know coming back and i remember telling my parents that you know next family holiday we go to we have to go to pakistan because the grass is so much greener there you know and uh, i mean we had a lovely time right and it was such a uplifting experience and you know just for all our listeners uh, in 2006 uh, myself along with 10 friends of mine we went to lahore to the lahore university of management studies for the lahore sciences not studies sciences, sciences okay excuse me excuse me ah. for the lahore oh, yes. university Man- uh, model united nations the mun is a mock united nations simulation in which uh, college students participate representing various different countries uh, in a united nations style set, uh, debate parliamentary debate uh, trying to resolve world issues and uh, the uh, luman was uh, you know an international conference held by the students in lums and uh, there were two delegations from india one from bombay and one from delhi and myself along with 10 friends of mine from bombay were representing uh, 
uh, India. Well, representing India, but not representing India in the in the conference. And uh, we were hosted by Omer and a variety of uh, you know other friends. And it was it was such a lovely experience. I remember because uh, and it's a pity we didn't actually end up coming to Karachi because you talk so fondly about Karachi and the similarities of Karachi. But of course, you know, came down only to Lahore. But such an enlightening experience, you know, uh, to have crossed the border. Of course, I remember when I broke the news to my folks. There was an equal amount of excitement, and you know, there was equal in a amount of uh, a little bit of uh, nervousness as well. You know, going across the border, and it was always like a you know, it's always been a <laughs> India. Pakistan thing, like you have a Pakistani wow. visa stamp on your passport, will you be able to travel anywhere to else? <laughs> and uh, right from obtaining the visa, I remember Pratik and I, Pratik, uh, my business partner, now business partner, and I, we stayed back in Delhi for two weeks. And I remember we went to the consulate every day and we tried to, cons- uh, you know, convince the consulate general saying, please, I'm no students, I'm going for the right reasons, we're going for the right intentions. And then finally, after two weeks of convincing us, uh, convincing him, he finally let us, uh, you know, go and he gave us a diplomatic passport at the end of the day, oh, which was okay. awesome. I remember, you know, it, it eventually made crossing the border so much easier than we expected it uh, to be. Not that crossing the border was an easy experience at all. We, uh, as young 18-year-old children, decided to ride the Samjhota Express, which was the train that oh came from God. Delhi to Karachi. Uh, Delhi to Lahore, excuse me. And uh, the distance actually from Delhi to Lahore is only six hours, right? If you go by road, it's a six-hour journey. But this train, of course, you know, because Indians can't do anything efficiently, is a 24-hour journey to cover the distance of a six-hour journey. So we got onto this train. I remember it was the end of November. We were 11 of us and we got onto this train in Delhi in the middle of the night. And well, not the middle of the night, about 7.30, 8 p.m. And we get onto this train and uh, the train is driving west, you know, uh, border bound from Delhi and uh, into Punjab. And not a lot of people actually know this, but the Indian side of the border is actually called Atari Junction. The border, of course, is referred to as the Wagga yeah. border colloquially. But the Indian side of the border is known as Atari Junction. And uh, we rode the train from Delhi to Atari and it, it was freezing, right? Because we're in the northern part of the country, wow. which we're not used to. Of course, Karachi, Bombay, you know, have considerably more humid climates throughout the year. Yeah. So we're obviously not used to the Punjab climate, uh, which is considerably cooler than what we're used to, you know, tail end of November, 25th of November, 2006, I remember it was. And this train is ripping through the fields of Punjab and it was frigid and, you know, 5, 10, 11 of us were like huddled under, you know, one shawl that Namta was carrying. And it's not like it was a comfortable train, right? It was like wooden <laughs> seats, no reserved seating. There were like... Uh, goats in the compartment next to us and there were like shepherds taking their goats to different parts of you know the uh, the state please proceed um, and I remember we disembarked at um, Atari Junction and we had to finish our customs and our security check and all you know the international formalities that we had to conclude at the time and uh, it's really ironic because you you know you think that your passing customs and security and you know the time before you did that was on an airplane when you were visiting some other you know first world nation or something like that and the advanced nation yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh, in this so the irony is that this train journey was broken up into three parts right it was Bombay to uh, sorry Delhi to Atari then Atari to Waga and then Waga to Lahore and Atari to Waga is literally a 10 minute train ride it's basically a train crossing no man's land that's it 
and we have to embark and disembark and get on three independent train journeys and while the train journeys were difficult themselves i think the waiting period inside those in between those train journeys was even more painful uh, on one hand of course you've rid, uh, you've been on this train you know all night long it's been freezing obviously there's a goat next to you so there's no question of going to the bathroom on a train like this that <laughs> you get off on the you know on the platform and they want you to pass customs and immigration and i remember you know uh, my friend rohan and i we had also taken some alcohol on the train journey to keep us warm you know young 18 year old boys obviously everyone wants to be having mm. a good time and there was this one uh, senior boy with us i won't uh, use his name <laughs> to protect his <laughs> privacy who's like how can you boys think i called into pakistan you know it's, it's, it's muslim country it's haram in pakistan and we were like no but by 18 uh-huh. you know we adults we in indian passport holders are hindus why should be an issue and we had bought a decent chunk of alcohol in delhi all the money that we had saved we had basically bought some decent chunk of this guy picks up the alcohol and throws it into the dustbin I remember, and <laughs> Rohan and I were so pissed off. And then we are passing security check, and you expect there to be some kind of baggage scanner and stuff like that. Yeah. There was one Indian guard standing over there. You know, he's like, "Sir, bag here, put it. Bag, close." And I was like, "We're passing an international border, and this is the way they do it." And there was this girl in front of me, and I helped her pick up her bag from from our group. And he's like, "Close, madam." And she opened a bag, and something must have been on the top—some lingerie or some sanitary napkin or something. He's like, "Kya hai? Kya hai? Ban karo, ban karo, ban karo, ban karo." And he zips up the bag, and he looks at us, and he figures that we're part of the same group, and he physically pushes us across the security uh-huh. check line. And oh. I'm looking at this gentleman who made us throw alcohol away, saying, "Wow, you made us throw away all this alcohol," and he has not uh-huh. even checked our bags to cross the border, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my experience of crossing the border. But I remember, you know, we we physically crossed the platform, and we went to the platform where the second train would then take us from Atari to Wagga. And by this time, we waited on that platform for eight hours. There's been no train. The bathroom has a goat in it, literally, so no one's going to the bathroom. Yeah, not eaten any goat. ट्रेनिंग it was mid morning and we were exhausted i was standing at the door of the train of course there was no door but jahan pe darwaza hona chahiye i was standing there just to get some fresh air <laughs> and the train crosses the technically the you know the political border the, you, you physically see this barbed wire this big fence and all you know and we're in no man's land which is the border the border area in between india and pakistan and right up until we hit this border on either side of the train there are these two white stallions there are riding alongside oh. the train and there are these pathan warriors who are on the stallions with their swords up in the air riding alongside the train protecting you know people in the train and you know very ceremoniously sending them off onto their voyage and it was wow. such a beautiful and such a romantic experience you know like everything that you hear about india and pakistan and the heritage and the history and the blah 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 it got encapsulated in that one kodak moment you know with these stallions on either side of the border and i think that really really made for the experience being worthwhile getting to you know pakistan by 
by the samjhauta express and living true to its title of a train to pakistan in that regard mm-hmm. of course then you know the experience completely changed when we took the third train eventually and we landed in lahore because in when we landed there we were treated like royalty you know we obviously had to go mm-hmm. to the little ticket counter and get our passport stamped and i remember these little pink tickets i still have the ticket in my drawer actually you know i have a little mm-hmm. bit of currency and i have the ticket still lying in my drawer from 2006 and uh, you know uh, obviously they assume that these people are coming from india because it is the samjhauta express and there was a policeman standing outside and we just started chatting he's like kahan se aa rahe ho so i said i'm bombay mm-hmm. se aa rahe he's like aap to hamare mehman hai he didn't let us carry our bags on our own he carried all our Whoa. bags then we met all these amar and all these guys they had come with the bus the policeman was like nahi aap nahi chadenge hum chadenge he climbed he put all the bag i thought maybe he's someone with them some you know they've got some guard or something like that just they were just the regular local police and the level of you know uh, hospitality was just unreal you know through the roof wow. i think this entire journey you know just kind of envisaged the the facts of the matter to us that you know we keep uh living in this fear of crossing this border and while i understand of course now the situation is very different from what it was like 15 years ago but it was such a beautiful and romantic experience tiring nonetheless but such a hmm. beautiful experience that really sums up and really set the context for you know our trip to lahore of course the conference was great fun we did really well i think we also kicked a lot of ass and won a lot of awards but but, but we decided that we're not going to be talking about that and then of course you know this hospitality just kind of extended i remember we were scheduled to be in lahore for one week or for five days actually to be precise and we extended the trip and we ended up staying in lahore for 16 days because Whoa. we just had such a good time and i think amar had taken care of the passports and the reporting visa issue and you know and then you guys took us all over the city i remember we went to that one cafe the day after the month got over kuku cafe is it yeah kuku's den yeah yeah kuku's yeah. den yeah which was on the top of that hill uh yeah but more infamously it's in a red light district correct in the red light district i remember and it beautiful weather i remember we were eating variety of different kebabs and, and this is what we were ready for right to eat great food when we came to uh, you know to lahore uh and we went to the night market and i remember fatima and i had a gulab jamun eating competition because we found a gulab jamun vendor on the street <laughs> who was making hot gulab jamuns i ate 11 gulab jamuns that day i remember oh. and uh, i remember rohan wanted to get some ice cream that evening and you know there was this little van that pulls up ahead of the ice cream shop and uh, you know they go running in and they clear out the entire ice cream shop for us and we realized that you know there were so, you know so kind of police or security personnel who are actually clearing mm. out the ice cream shop for our safety to ensure that there's no security threat while we come and consume ice cream in the ice cream shop and that was a level mm. of detailing and planning to ensure that you know there was safety of guests maintained and you know of course we mm. had a lot of fun when we were there as well and you know not getting into that as well but i think it was just a you know eye opening experience on one hand in terms of how uh, people are so similar cultures are so similar the hospitality was extended to indians even though the uh, the maximum number of uh, you know how should i say the maximum amount of animosities also could be directed in in our direction and you know the maximum number of stares also could have come in our direction but we were in fact uh, you know uh, greeted and welcomed with hospitality as opposed to animosity and it was it was such an eye opening experience for us in in that regard and whether it was a food music culture you know so many similarities that we saw between our because we were the same we are the same people at the end of the day right cut from the same cloth just this stupid border pulled you know 70 odd mm. years ago 73 years ago that's you know that that, that makes us different from uh, what we were 74 years ago in that regard i'm sure you guys had must have had a very similar experience when you traveled to bombay as well a few years ago yeah so 
the beginning was slightly different. So uh, no like patans on horses. At mm. least I didn't notice them. But I did. Uh, so uh, just uh, for context. So yeah, you know, the college that we were in, Lums, right? So Lums was uh, well, the the conference that you guys had come in. So as such, I wasn't really good at it or anything. So, you know, as a way of paying back to all the, you know, back office people like myself, they said, So, so it was my actually to be honest it was my first international trip usse pehle to maine passport sirf sat ke liye banwaya tha so wo pehla mera us pe stamp laga abhi tak mujhe wo jab main kahin bhi ghumne jata hu to mujhe pehle bolte purana passport bhi leke jana padta hai to mujhe poochte india gaye the tum so nonetheless so we went through the same train as well the samjhauta express you know i i do i do recall uh, some of the things that subir is talking about in terms of, yeah, it wasn't exactly the most comfortable train in the world. Oh, there's a passport. Nice. Oh, so we're just showing me his, his, his visa. Oh, bar nikal ke. Bhai, props ready as Subir. <laughs> Too bad it's audio only. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, so we, we also had a very uncomfortable journey in there. Humne, tum log ne ja ke shayad office mein officially wo diplomatic visa karwaya. Ye diplomatic visa, right? Well, this says Ministry of Lahore. But... That's all it says. Bas but I'll show you the diplomatic visa as well. Kahin pe to hai. I'll find it. Sahi hai. So, hamara itna official nita to be honest. To hum, hamari group mein ek banda tha, uska koi janne wala tha, hume usko ka, ki bhai, hume ye reporting wala chakra nahi karna. So, somehow we managed to sidestep that bit. Otherwise, everybody that goes into India and Pakistan, they have to go through that whole uh, reporting every three days in a police station, right? So nonetheless, the three cities that we went to were uh, were Bombay, uh, Delhi and Agra. And uh, we landed in Bombay. And I remember our, our initial like first couple of hours were a little weird because A, first of all, the train was stations blown away. So first express was but at least it got got us across the border. But once we got into India, the train service was like freaking fantastic, man. Like itni hospitality. sir, 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 They were so persistent in you know making sure I, I you know we get all the experience. So it was a very very uh, eye opening. We were not used to like very. At least at that time, train experiences in Pakistan weren't so good. Right. So anyway, we end up in Bombay and uh, Suvir and his crew take us to this hotel. Suvir, you remember? Yeah, And this hotel just... Uh, I'm paranoid about the rest of the advertiser can exaggerate. Kar sakta na. So I started following us follow the hotel. Mein I think it's a... So it, uh, what was the hotel's name? I forget. Nonetheless. So we go there and uh, they don't let us in. So they don't book us in because they say, Oh, you're not Pakistani. Ho. It was the so travelers in Travelers in. Yeah, something generic like that. Yeah. So, I thought, oh, sedan Oh, no, international issue. But then Suvir saved the day. Suvir took us to us. Us waqt bhi Suvir itna well-connected individual tha, thanks to his Sindhi roots. His friend had a hotel. Conveniently, he's like, no, no problem. I hotel but otherwise, like Bombay, man, what a city. Like, seriously, uh, you know, Suvir, I'm sure 
जैसे मैं कराची को थोड़ा सा अप्रिशिएट करता हूँ इतना ज्यादा नहीं करता आई एम श्योर यू डू द सेम थिंग विद बॉम्बे बट मैन यू नो इट्स जस्ट आई जस्ट रिमेंबर दोज कपल ऑफ नाइट्स दैट आर वेरी विविड इन माई हेड सो यू नो इट्स इट वॉज रेनिंग कॉबल्ड स्ट्रीट्स यू नो यू इट्स लाइक टू द पाकिस्तानी लिस्नर्स ऑन दिस शो बॉम्बे इज लाइक स्लाइटली स्केल्ड अप वर्जन ऑफ कराची राइट सो जो सारी जो पुरानी पुरानी बिल्डिंग्स हम देखते हैं ब्रिटिश एरिया की सदर में समझे उसकी फोर फाइव टाइम्स बड़ी वैसी किस्म की चीजें are scattered all across bombay and they have kick ass train system that is goes everywhere and what not right so you know it's just i fell in love with those with those streets with those rain rain speeds i remember i don't know if ek mere zehen mein wo kulaba wala area yaad hai because it was Correct. leopold's cafe i think That's which was right. you know with which, which which then you know was uh, was under controversy as well because there was there were attacks there i remember the taj hotel i remember uh, you know all of these places they were they're simply fantastic man it was it was a lot of fun and we had you know from everywhere we went i felt that same sort of sense of uh, hospitality uh, everywhere that we went right so first of all because you know uh, by the way sweden and i are both like beach nuts so you know the bombay ki jo coastline it's called the queen's necklace right so it's in this sort of u shop right. yeah yeah so it's it's it, it was really interesting and then yaar wo वहां पे क्या चौपती पे जो कुल्फी थी ओ क्ट्रीज I think it'd be a really cool idea if more people can visit from here to there, right? So I remember a couple of things that really stood out, you know, apart from the obviously the chapati kulfi, the Bombay biryani from Bombay. Oh, man, the mirchi thi usme. You know, some hole in the wall sort of place that I remember. Namrata took us, or wahan pe maine zindagi mein pehli dafa pav bhaji khati. Bhaji, matlab sabzi to main khata hi nahi tha, yar. Abhi bhi nahi khata. Agar wo jo maine khai, it was unbelievable. It was so good. I'm hungry about it right now. Uh, then I remember, yeah, this. I don't know if these guys were playing a trick on us or what. तो एक दिन दे रियली हाइप्ड अस अप यार हम तुम लोग को चोर बाजार लेके जाते हैं अच्छा आई आई हैडंट सीन टू मच वेल आई हैड सीन माय शेयर ऑफ इंडियन कंटेंट सो मैंने जब सुना मैं बॉम्बे में हूं और ये लोग हमें चोर बाजार लेके जा रहे हैं तो मैंने तो बिल्कुल ना वो अंडरवर्ल्ड टाइप किस्म का सोचा हुआ था <laughs> कि वहां पे डॉन्स बैठे होंगे वो यू नो रिंग्स पहने होंगे और बहुत शेडी शेट हो रही होगी सो so, और इन्होंने बोला भी ये ना रात के 2 बजे आके हमें उठाते हैं कि जी नहीं नहीं यही टाइम है चोर बाजार जाने चलो पहुंचो बॉयज So anyway, we go there, and uh, yeah, so they had what uh, underpriced Nikes, uh, not the sort of uh, like underworld like treasure that I was looking for. <laughs> but it was an interesting experience, nonetheless. I'm sure there's a story behind it as well. Of course, no, no. Of course, absolutely. I think uh, the Chor Bazaar by day and Chor Bazaar by night is a completely different scene, and. Uh, the chor bazaar by day is exactly what you expect you know there are like things from literally the british zamana and uh, you find like antiques furniture you know chests record players lps uh, light fittings uh, dining tables from you know the english zamana etc uh, you find really exotic stuff and there are people who have like arkhanas and warehouses that are filled with stuff and your interior designer will take you and you'll go shopping and you'll buy light fittings from yesteryears and install them in your house to like you know get the vintage look and feel going 
magar all that shuts in the evening and in the night in fact just specifically on thursday nights we are actually gone on thursday night okay. <clears throat> they open up the shoe market and actually the you know the ships that bring the imported shoes into the country they dock in the city and uh, those ships get raided and you know a bunch of the shoes get stolen <laughs> stolen <laughs> and they come into a dead gully uh, in chor bazar where they have a morning market to sell you know shoes uh, chori ka mal shoes and that's where we had actually gone specifically to check out the shoe bazar in the in in chor bazar yeah absolutely so this is something so we um like you said there's a specific context right so for example wo wo mal you know dispose of hona hai aur uska koi tarika koi uska jugad nikalna which is where i think the 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 concept of chor bazar comes in and i feel like just like this this jugad thing for example this simply this word jugad ye main kisi gore ko samjha nahi pata like jugad is not a hack it's not a shortcut it's it's just it is this like this slightly shady way to actually do things more you know efficiently but i just can't explain so i'm sure there are like there are tons of similarities that uh, that we share as indians and pakistanis and uh, you know we 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 just don't realize ke wo you know they're they're part of our identity hum agar bahar kahi jaate hain to fir hame wo hota hai so what do you think some of those things are yeah absolutely i think jugad is definitely one of them right and uh, jugad easiest way to explain it to you know non desis is is the hustle right it's like it's like uh, the hustle okay fine 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 <laughs> to ala anyway, non desi listeners <laughs> uh, but no like for example bargaining that's a typically south asian thing right no matter oh, where you go yeah. and uh-huh. uh, you see the similarity specifically like when you get out of the country and you see another brown guy it doesn't make a difference whether he's indian pakistani bangladeshi whatever you see a guy bargaining and you know he's a south asian you know he's a desi more or less <laughs> and i think that's a very yeah, typical trait i'm sure you guys must have seen that as well ha ye hai but i'm i'm notoriously bad at it so even like a couple of days ago i, I had to go get uh, something for nile from the toy shop right so mm-hmm. now you know we're not try- we're trying not to expose uh, uh, you know him to to uh, environments right now because of covid and all mm-hmm. so wo mujhe ja ke toy shop se andar se lena tha toy shop jo hai wo thoda sa matlab wo toy market thi na it was like upscale mm-hmm. shop but main bhi bachpan se wahi se leta so my wife specifically instructed me dekho jitne ka bhi wo bole na usko tum 40% uske bolna agar wo bole 2000 ka hai to usko 900 rupaye ka bolna and then you know like walk away at this certain point she have she gave me really specific instructions mm. anyway i go in apparently everybody is really good at it i'm not so he could see it on my face at this guy you know isko bas ye lena hai mm. so i'm like nahi acha ye 2000 ka hai main iske 900 sir ye sirf 1800 ka ho sakta hai acha yaar de de like come on and i get schooled by my wife but you know uh, this is something that we we share over and above and then there's um, what else do we do ha sutta marte hum Hmm. Maybe that's another one as well. Maybe the women wearing the pants in the relationship post marriage is another one. Ah, <laughs> uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> uh, what about punctuality? Desis are always late. Never manage to keep a schedule. हाँ ये तो है नहीं मगर in this case मतलब for example ये podcast भी हम अगर सुवीर calendar invite नहीं भेजता तो मैं late आता और मैं कोई बहाना बनाता मगर ये है हम मैं यार we can't help it man ये मगर हम गोरों से सीखते हैं थोड़ा थोड़ा करके के कोई बात नहीं दस मिनट से बहुत डिफरेंस हो सकता है बट वी आर सॉर्ट ऑफ वी आर वी आर लाइक दैट एंड देन शादीस टू बी हैव शादी या शादी बिग लाउड नॉइजी हैप्पी वेडिंग्स विद द होल फैमिली एंड द होल कम्युनिटी इज इन्वॉल्व्ड हां हां सो इन इन आवर केस आई एम नॉट अ बिग 
shaadi goer person like mm-hmm. i got married like you said tragically early i got married <laughs> and all of my friends i told them yaar ha sab meri shaadi pe dance karne aaye hai wo hamare yahan main jo uh, younger lot ke liye function hota hai wo mehndi hoti hai right mm-hmm. so mehndi is where you dance and you know i have a, a bit of rasam and you know that's the main thing and phir wo ek proper shaadi hoti hai which is the you know the the nikah and what not okay. and then walima is a celebratory thing after that to wo mehndi mein baaki mere sare dost to aa gaye naach gaane ke liye uske baad jab bhi unki sari ek ek ki ho ki shaadi hui very secretly mai bas unki shaadi mein nahi kiya so yeah but ye ye teen functions hote hain what's it like on your end yeah it's the same so we have the mehndi which is coupled with a sangeet uh which is the naach gana etc for the younger you know the younger lot the younger generation and the sangeet has all the music and of course i think one fundamental difference is that indian sangeets are flowing and flowing with alcohol and people drink a lot mm. and 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 dance and enjoy and then of course you have the wedding and then you got the reception which i would imagine is the celebration post the wedding and yeah. uh, then they do this thing called the bidai where they say goodbye to the bride and they send her away into her marital home oh, and we call it a ruksati <laughs> ah we call it a ruksati yeah yeah bidai ruksati theek hai and then everyone cries ah ye to hota hai and if you're not caught crying like yaar kis kisam ke aadmi ho to yeah i'm getting married i'm also crying <laughs> i'm getting married maybe bbb podcast sunegi wo baat maregi anyway so so um, uh, what about uh, language like i'm sure we have some like for example when i remember i thought perhaps uh, it was the way i spoke but uh, when i when i was in bombay no actually when i was in delhi hmm. i don't remember khair i could you know people could sense that i was not from around there simply from the way i spoke right mm. so for example main unko bhai jaan bola tha wo bhaiya keh rahe the aisa koi chakkar tha so what are these sort of like um, how do you what are these sort of words that are part of the street language that you you know you want to call someone what do you call like so bro. well yeah urban word is bro right that that's you refer to people bro. as bro right from college you know what's up bro, bro? thoda wo dated nahi ho gaya ab bro bolte hain to aise like douchebag feeling nahi aati bro I don't know. Uh, I guess bro. we grew up in the nineties. So. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. नहीं मगर bro मगर like नहीं तो on the streets of Bombay you say भाई you say यार यार is a very common one क्या हो रहा है यार you know boss is yeah your boss is a very common one you know like boss started when you start taking taxis boss you know yahan pe jaoge boss wahan pe jaoge boss became very common so like bro bhai yaar boss are like common across the country but then as you go to different parts of the country they become slightly more specific like if you go to chennai yeah. then people say anna anna means elder brother but anna is also like bro basically you use it casually okay in uh, bangalore like in karnataka they say macha so macha is like friend you know like what are you doing macha like what's up friend like what's up bro same same uh, same con- I guess because yeah. India has so many languages, you know, yeah. they've got so many iterations for the same word. But the good thing is that now anywhere you go in the country, everyone understands everything. So you know, like there'll be a Delhi kid in Bangalore, and people will be saying "macha," and everyone will understand it, and vice versa. You know, "bhaijan" is also common as well. Like I have a lot of friends who refer to me as "bhaijan" when we meet them, and we refer to them as "bhaijan." But that's thoda, you know, formal and you know, thoda khatidari ke saath and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Casually, I think you know it's 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 not a, it's not a a casual term. It's a, a term that people use. No, 
आजकल की लिंगो में So is is that the same? Like, do you use these sort of things there? We say J M D, J Mata Di. What does that mean? J Mata Di is like Mata is the goddess. So J means you're okay. worshiping the goddess. It's a but uh, while it's not a religious phrase, we use it in like in celebration. You know, like we win a pitch, we uh, we're going for a pitch. We say J Mata Di. It's like a it's it's become oh. a colloquialism now. Like oh, you're worshiping the no, goddess for good J- luck. So this J B H, jo baat hai, nahi hai common, right? Nahin, jo nahin. baat hai. तो जो बात है मीन्स जो बात है मेरे सब बहुत सारे एम्प्लॉज जो है वो यूज कर रहे थे तो फिर मुझे उसका अंदाजा हुआ जो बात है इज लाइक सेइंग ट्रू दैट लाइक से दिस क्लाइंट इज यू नो पेन इन द बट लाइक जेबीएच जो बात है ट्रू दैट तो वो अब आई एम बिगिनिंग टू लर्न दीस थिंग्स एज वेल वी विल चॉक दैट वन टू अ डिफरेंस आई गेस दिस इज ऑल जेन जी हां जेन जी यार ये कैसे ने <laughs> this is a sign that we're getting old <laughs> yeah true that true that no i mean it's a lot of similarities i i, I guess in uh, the way we speak of course because hindi and urdu are so similar to each other and you know stem from the same roots so as to speak but uh, i'm sure you're going to find several other similarities in our language and our etymology obviously in our culture and our food in our heritage and you know as we go down the road of uh, exploring further the similarities and differences uh, you know it, during this podcast we'll find several more such examples that i'm sure we can celebrate and find story interesting stories behind each of them yeah absolutely i mean that's the the purpose of us doing this here magar since it's the this is going to be the first episode i'd like to put something across so ये मैंने सुवीर से ही सीखा है सो देर आर लॉट ऑफ वैल्यू जजमेंट्स दैट एट लीस्ट आई विल बी मेकिंग वाइल रिकॉर्डिंग दिस पॉडकास्ट राइट वेदर इट्स लाइक सेइंग सिंधीज ऐसे हैं या पाकिस्तानी ऐसे हैं या इंडियंस ऐसे हैं ये कॉमन है ये कॉमन नहीं है सो समटाइम्स इफ आई मेक अ मिस्टेक आई विल जस्ट चॉक इट अप टू सुवीर ने मुझे सिखाया कि अगर ऐसा गलती हो जाए सो जस्ट से यार मेरे प्रोड्यूसर ने मुझे गलत ब्रीफ किया सो जस्ट पुटिंग दिस डिस्क्लेमर आउट देयर इन केस बट ओवरआर्चिंगली आर आर थीम लाइक गेटिंग बैक टू द पॉइंट ओवरआर्चिंगली आर थीम हियर इज दैट यू नो we're we're not both of us do not uh, decline the fact that you know there there are no differences there are differences but those differences are to be celebrated and the similarities are there matlab if it if we were exactly the same it wouldn't be fun to talk to each other you know you know we need to have some differences there but those differences are not necessarily those that require for us to draw an arbitrary border and not arbitrary but you know at least you know jaise hum juda alag you know ye sara dushman narrative and all of that i think it's not very relevant at least for for our generation and younger at least we should be able to collaborate know each other you know hum bahar bhi to jate hain it's not mm. necessarily matlab 
we, we figure it out. We appreciate those things. So similarly, as Indians and Pakistani, as as a representative of India in in the case of Sufiyar and of Pakistan, in my case, this podcast is a is a running experiment as we take on guests from from comedy, from music, from sports, from wherever. Right? We take them on and we try to you know get both sides into the equation. We don't want to start a shouting match. It's actually to be able to find those similarities and differences in each thing and put them in the culture, in the context of culture, creativity, and content. So that is what eight eight three to infinity is all about. And Suvir, you have some parting words as we yeah, wrap absolutely. up our first. Yeah, absolutely. No, episode. very glad that uh, everyone could kind of uh, log into our first episode of eight eight three to infinity. And like Omar said, of course, cognizant of the fact that we've got political ideolo- ideological differences in the, you know, we've gone to war in the past. There's still skirmishes at the border. I think not taking away. from the reality of the situation here i think the intention is open up the dialogue get the youth to start talking to each other celebrate the differences you know and we are, we are united at the end of the day by ethnicity by race by culture by food by music and that's what we're here to explore today awesome great so stay tuned guys and look forward to our next episodes yes